Tina Blizzard, and you're watching One Funny Morning. Welcome to One Funny Morning Show. From Monday to Friday. And sometimes on Saturday. Why would you say that for all these people? You never know what's going to happen. Carmen. Cortez. Good morning, everybody. What's outside your weather door? Good morning. Uppy, uppy. Uppy, everybody. Hi, this is Denise Phillips from Brea, California, with my co-host, Moxie. And you're watching. Okay. And you're watching. Okay. And you're watching. One funny... Oh, crap. Maybe I should have done Ugly Monday. You're watching One Funny Morning with your host, Dina Blizzard. Say bye, I'm Yoxie. Oh, good morning, everybody. Paige, good morning. I'm up to catch you live. Paige, where are you watching from? It's very exciting. Um, how is everybody? Good morning. Good morning. It's feeling refreshed this Monday. Love the intro, Kezia, right? Um, who ordered Monday? Now you know what it's like to have a co-host who doesn't want to face the right direction. Um... It's always a thing. Yes. I would be eating pie right now if I could be. If I wasn't positive that I would probably, I'm going to get sick. I have to take my medicine. Um, so, uh, hope everybody had a great weekend. It's Ugly Monday. I did take a shower for it because that was disgusting. Um, <coughs> today, I'm watching from Mississippi, but I'm from Florida. All right, girl. Good to have you. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of Californias in the house. I see Athena's here. Jennifer. Oh, my gosh. Melissa in Washington State. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, uh, yeah, we should be on Facebook and on, um, on YouTube this morning. It was a bit of a crazy weekend, uh, but I am feeling better. So, Friday after I saw you guys in the morning show. Come here, Lou. Come say hi. Um. I was feeling really quite horrible. Come here. Um, just in my chest. I remember I was saying like I have a cough. Blah, blah. So I go to urgent care and they say I have bronchitis, of course. Um, and so I got on basically horse pills. Oh, there's Ruby. Hold on one second. Lulu, come up here and talk so I can go get your sister. Come here. Come here. Up up. Come up. Okay, Patty. All right. She's like, why do you call me fat? Right, sit here. Your sister's behind the door. Just talk to everybody for a second. If you could just engage, maybe. Let me let me do this. Let me put a little treat right in front of you. Don't move. Stay right there. Stay. Stay. Oh, you're bad. No. 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 Hold on a second. Come on. Come on. Let's go get your treat. Hello. We didn't practice this trick. Come here, Lou. Come here, Lou. Come on up. Yeah, that wasn't going to work exactly. Yeah. Come here, Lou. <coughs> yeah, Lou's like, I'll come up now. Come on, Lou. Lou, up. Up, up. 
So, oh, girl, come up. Girl, you want me to come up? Wow. Okay. All right. Those are boobs. Come up. Okay. Okay. I come up. I come up. Now say, look at your face. Let's show everybody how pretty you are. She's like, don't do it. Don't do it. I hate the cameras. I'm famous. Okay. All right. It's for you, big girl. Oh, don't eat on the table. Okay. Okay. Just slap it. Okay. That's not a good idea. And that is why we don't have animals as co-hosts. Okay. Anyway, so I got on some horse pills <clears throat> and then I couldn't eat. Oh, I got a drink. I got some probiotics yesterday. I don't know. It's the, it's Alvin Plummer's wife from the show in Pottstown. Oh, Davy, he's famous. It was the funniest show. So, um, it's on, we should be on YouTube, Mia. Um, and um, so Friday, I went to urgent care, like right after the show, laid in bed all night, went to do the show in Pottstown, then laid in bed all day Saturday, then did a show in Doylestown. And then yesterday went to Brooks pageant. She was another pageant. And um, Eileen, did you see pictures of you all over the uh, Comedy Cabaret website? Ah, Eileen laughing, Danielle's in the picture. You're famous. So um, I was in a show on Saturday and Eileen, there's a lot of people at the shows this weekend. So thank everybody for coming. Um, I know some people, I know Shakendra came up, um, her sister, Malinay. <coughs> so they went to... Missy was with me Friday, and then they came Saturday to go see Missy at another look. It was great. It was a little get-together of all the peoples. So um, so it was really, it was lovely. Um, and uh, Brooke is so funny. So this is only her second pageant this year. She's done two others before, but this year she's doing it. And, you know, the age range for these girls are like, 18, 18 to 28. Like, how are you going to put an 18-year-old in a competition with a 28-year-old woman? So at this point, yeah, they tested for COVID. No, they tested for COVID and flu. And when she said it, she was, I'm going to test you for both. And I was like, oh, this is really going to jam me up. But it wasn't. She said, no, you have bronchitis. And it just, it was so weird. I feel like everybody's talking about the cough, which I got, <coughs> which is a lot better. But, um, it was just, my chest was just burning. It just was the weirdest thing. Um, I don't have asthma. So I was like, oh, I don't like this at all. This is what asthma feels like. I don't know what it was. It just felt like it was, well, it was gross. Anyway, so um, so I was uh, watching Brooke. And she's so funny because um, the first one she did, which was a couple of weeks ago, um, she'll tell you, she's like, this isn't really me. Like she's the quietest one of the three. And, um, she just was, uh, having such a hard time that the first pageant she did a couple of weeks ago, she, they'd be like, ladies and gentlemen, contestant number seven, Brooke Blizzard. You never saw somebody walk so fast. Dare I say run just if, if you blinked, you missed her. She was just like, hi. And then took off just real funny. 
Uh, and I was like, okay. Um, it, it not, no, it's, it's not like bourbon burn. No, I, I enjoy a good bourbon burn that, that I know what that feels like. No, Jessica, my head felt fine. I wasn't, con that's the thing that was so confusing to me. How do you get bronchitis? I never had the head part that like drained into my chest. It just went right to my show. It's so weird. So, you know, got something. Uh, it's not part of my Sjogren's. No, Bob, it just. You know, I never know when it comes to like my my stomach feeling sick. I never know if I've had wheat somewhere or something. But no, it was much worse than that. So it was crazy. Um, Danielle, you and your mom, your faces are all over the comedy cabaret. Okay. Oh, okay. I'll stop. Okay. We're good. We have to drink all the water right now. Um, I know. I think it was. I was a little run down probably from the travel, all the stuff. Katie, I haven't even tasted the pie. I'm afraid to eat it. The only thing I eat is rice cereal and yogurt with probiotics. That's where we are as people. And it's funny because the only person I can think of that can understand what it's like to just not eat food is Jeremy. Because he had the whole thing what is in the hospital a couple of weeks ago, Missy's husband. And they were like, no food. And we're like, oh, so just liquids. And she was like, nothing, no food whatsoever. I was like, yeah, that's basically here. Yeah, no, it's not good. I was going to say, I don't think that, I don't think that this had to do with Sjogren's, but I definitely think that when I get sick, it just puts a lot more pressure on my immune system, whatever, you know, Hey, what happened to the hair girl? My bag came in. My, my bag came in Friday at 12 15 in the morning. It showed up, had a big party, went out, met some people, made some friends. Um, so, yeah, it's just, okay, it was just a car. Let's just, mm hmm Oh, Kate, I love the smell of a good bonfire, but it's so funny. Where was I? And I must have been near a fire. It's so funny to me. Like I love a good bonfire, but just ever notice like how much the smell of fire just gets into your clothes. And I was somewhere. And so it was like, Oh, I could tell you were near a fire. And I was like, really? You could. It's so funny. Fire triggers my eyes. Yeah, I could see that. Um, an entire seminar and didn't even. Oh no, Melinda. Mm -mm. Did the boys get bronchitis too? I don't know. They haven't said that. Um, <coughs> okay, that's a hair tie. Okay. Lulu needs presents. She's just eating a hair tie. Mm -hmm. Back to Brooke's progress sheet. Um, so she did great. So she didn't run off except for one time. And she, um, they have like this physical fitness part. I don't know. I, I It's so funny because I record whenever she, you know, comes on stage and I uh, will record her so she can kind of watch herself and see what she looks like, you know. Um, but she came out in her evening gown, which is my evening. All of them are my gowns. Um, and uh, she just looked like a woman. Like, do you ever just look at your kids? And you're just like, why are you a woman? It's just so crazy. And so I, I finally just put the camera down and I was like, I'm just going to just take this in. She was, she did such a good job. And it literally takes all of her energy just to, to be there, you know? And it's funny because I don't know. I don't know what her plans are. I think, 
I think for her, it's just good practice for her to be in front of people. Um, and she, uh, she just gets so nervous socially. So being on a stage is like the opposite of anything. Um, but she puts herself in, you know, in situations where she can practice it. Um, and uh, let me see if I can play a little piece of her. It's so good. She played yesterday. So it's at the end of the pageant. Okay, so the pageant's over. Some lovely girls in it. And um, and oh, let me see if I can put this to my computer. And um, she comes out in the dress that I had from the wedding. And she looked beautiful. And um, and she just, it's so funny because however nervous that she is as a person to speak, um, it just seems to fall away when she plays the violin. And, you know, if anybody out there has a kid who learns a little different or who struggles with school, like I remember her being like a tiny little thing. She was like seven or eight when we started to notice that she, it was really hard for her. It was hard for her to stay focused. It was hard for her to follow direction. It was just, um, so many things were such a struggle. And um, I just remember every day being a chore, like she just, nothing came easy. That's probably the, the easiest way to say, it. nothing came easy to her. And, uh, and her, there's like a tiny little body and you're like, how much can, you know, a, a body take? And so I just thought to myself, we have to find out what the thing is that comes easy to her because it everything can't be this way. Like God wouldn't do that. God gave every kid something. And it's my job to help you figure out what the something is. I can tell you all the stuff that it's not. <laughs> That's easy. But we started her on piano. And she couldn't, she just, it just couldn't. And, and I had taught piano for years. I touched her on the piano. I taught her it on paper. I would make things and we'd move things around. She just couldn't, she couldn't read the music. She couldn't take a note and make it onto the piano, nothing. And I had always heard of something called the Suzuki method where you, uh, you don't read music, you just listen and play and it's all by ear. And I knew that she could match my tone. Like if I sang a song like Dean, she could sing it back. And so I got her a violin and, um, and started her in classes. And I said to her instructor, I said, listen, um, I said, you know, Brooke learns a little different and um, you have to, look her right in the eyes. Like you have to have her full attention and then show her. And I like tried to explain to him like what I had learned and all this stuff. He was like, got it. And I was like, so you know what I'm saying? He was like, yeah, totally get it. And I was like, okay. And then I would always sit in on the lessons and um, they start, he starts the lesson. He's over on one side of the room. She's on the other side of the room. He's like, Brooke, do this. Da, 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 da. She's like, da, 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 da. Not looking at each other at all. I said, I just gave him this whole speech about all the stuff that I just learned. He not paying any attention to it. And I was like, this is a big waste of my time. But they sat across the room from each other. And he was like, Brooke, I want you to play this. And then um, 
it just, and she could, I don't know. I think like when two people who are just learn a little different get together, it was like amazing. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. It was the craziest thing to me. Um, oh, it says this file's too big. All right. Okay, let me just play it here. Uh, so beautiful yes she can uh, read music now so she started learning just by ear and um and then you know eventually her teacher started like saying all right let's talk about this note let's talk about this note it was just so beautiful um oh, it was so nice oh it's so nice kelly it was so great so i know athena you would love it I'm gonna make her play. I'm gonna make her play. Oh, she's gonna play at the at the Christmas concert. Oh, let's make her do it. Mm. I'm gonna tell her to learn some Christmas songs. We're gonna sing. That's it. That's what we could add it. Wendy, add it to the schedule. It was so beautiful. And so it's just so funny. Like I said, for all the other parts of the pageant, she came out and like ran away. And then she came out in my beautiful gown and walked out like a woman. And the, and she'll just be like, okay, here you go. Uh, in place. And it's beautiful. And uh, so it's the end of the pageant. And I think that there were 10 girls in it. And two of the women were going to win. So they started calling the runner-ups. And she wasn't a runner-up. And we were like, okay, then this, this could be it. She either didn't make a runner-up or she's <coughs> a winner. And then they did the talent award. And they're like, the talent award goes to Brooke Blizzard. Man, she you would have thought she won Miss America. She was like, what? She was so happy. She didn't win uh, the pageant. But she won a talent award. And honestly, that's all she wanted. She was like, ah, oh, it was so good. She was so happy. I was so happy. And I was like, you know what? I said, you're doing exactly what I did, which is I went in. I had no idea what I was doing. I lost a bunch of times, but I knew I could play the piano. And, um, and so uh, it was the same. She knows she's good at the violin and she did a great job. And um, I said, well, so now you have to work on your interview and you have to really think about what you want to talk about. Like each girl needs to have some type of community service that they're doing in their focus. And so Brooke is actually working with the doctor that helped her, uh, helped us uh, with her case, uh, <coughs> who you might remember from before, Dr. Richard Selznick. He, um, he is part of 
um, <coughs> Cooper Learning Center. And he specializes in ADD and learning disabilities and literally like turned things around for Brooke and identified her correctly finally and got her to the classes and the schools that she needed. Uh, and so her and him have reconnected and are working on some projects to really help other parents and other students uh, who are being identified and uh, to talk about it and to provide resources. And so, um, you know, I think it's, uh, I think it's, it's such a, a great thing when, when you hear stories like this, because, <clears throat> because when Brooke was young, you know, and you don't know what's happening and all you can do is listen to the teachers or it's not even the teachers, the administrators who I'd love to believe have your child's best interest in mind. But I also believe there's a bottom line. Uh, and financially, sometimes that makes more decisions than others, which isn't the best. So I have a lot to say about it myself, but um, I always remember during that time when it was really hard that it was great to hear success stories from other parents and other kids so I think it's great. Um, so uh, it was good. Uh, somebody just asked how old was Brooke when she was diagnosed. So Rebecca, it, it's kind of it was kind of rolling. So uh, the first instance, which I would have described as nothing substantial, was in second grade. I went for her uh, evaluation. Um, it was in first grade. It was in first or second. I think it was first. And they said, well, her, her backpack's a little messy. And I was like, yep, that sounds right. And um, she writes her B and D letters backwards. I was like, yeah, that feels like most kids. Um, so it didn't really raise any eyebrows. Uh, by second grade, uh, you know, back to school night is usually what, September, early October. And I had already started noticing that she just, she just, was lost on everything. And um, I remember on back to school night, like wanting to say something to the teacher. She was at Mrs. Underwood was her name or is her name. She's still around. Um, and I, I said to her, I said, this is probably not the time or place uh, to talk to you about Brooke. I said, but I, I think she's really struggling. And she just looked at me. She was, I'm so glad that you said something because I wanted to talk to you about it. I am already noticing and that was the first month of second, third, second grade. And so she really tried so much to really hone in on what, what were the deficits. And so from second, third, and fourth, it was just a constant. Third grade, it was obvious that something was wrong. We ended up selling our house and moving to a district that had better special education programs. Fourth grade was better. Fifth grade, not as good. Um, but the teachers were amazing. Sixth grade, useless. And you just started to see like uh, trying to get help. And so there were lots of things. There was auditory processing issues, um, issues with something called figure ground, which is how you hear. Her hearing was fine, but she she couldn't back you know, take out background noises. It was so many things. And I, I remember the doctor saying to me, I feel like you're looking for one answer. You're looking for me to say she has this, and then I'm going to give her the pill that fixes this, and you'll be on your way. I was like, that's exactly what I want. She's like, it's not, it's not that. She has multiple things going on, multiple small deficits. Like there was no gaping hole. 
It wasn't like you could be like, yes, this kid can't hear or this kid has a vision issue. It wasn't. It was just small deficits across a number of things. And um, I don't know how many, we've been looking for help for years. Yeah, Katie, I'm telling you, it's, it is, it is the, you know, an IEP is supposed to be an individual, individual educational program, something. The I being the most important part, the individual part. And uh, it is uh, not how we deal with education. And, uh, and so it was very eye-opening to go through this with Brooke. I had Jacqueline and Dean who were typical learners. Um, and so it just, it just bent my world because I didn't know where to start. And I remember going to like a, a school meeting. It was like <clears throat> some school meeting where you could ask questions about getting resources. And I remember sitting there and just trying to figure out how I'm gonna formulate this question. I'm like, how am I gonna teach my daughter to read and comprehend? And I really had no idea how I was gonna say it. And then different people were going up and speaking and most of them were saying, my kid's PSAT was only a 1300 and I really feel like they should be at a 1600. So what programs will you be offering them to get them from a low score of 1300 up to a higher? I was just like, what, what are we talking about? I was like, I, I just, I was like, we have a lot of different problems. We have a lot of different problems. Yeah, Maggie, it happens. And that's the thing is if you don't, if you don't advocate for your, for your children, they can get lost so fast. And I feel like she did at times, but I feel like <clears throat> my CVS breakdown, that was it for me. I was like, no, yeah, look at my face. Yeah. You'd, I was just telling Telling somebody, I remember being in an, that IEP meeting and, and saying, we need to figure out what programs she's going to be supported in because I don't see anything changing. She's been here for four years and she hasn't closed the gap and she doesn't know how to put her thoughts on paper. So she has four more years and I want you to tell me how you're going to fix it. What are we going to offer her? We went back and forth. And her case manager, she kept saying, well, we all know she has a lot of anxiety. She was just diagnosed. She kept saying it. I said, she does have anxiety, but that doesn't negate the fact that she has some learning issues and she has some gaps that need to be filled. And she just kept saying it. Mm-hmm. And finally, she was like the third time. Every time I'd be talking to the teachers about a plan, she'd be like, but again, it could just be anxiety. She can't eat a bit, eat it. And I finally looked at her, I go, if that is the only thing that you are planning on contributing to this meeting, I'm going to ask you to leave because the rest of us at the table are trying to put it together a plan for how we can support this child in the classroom. We all know she has anxiety and that's a separate issue from her learning disability. So if that's all you have to say, then you can leave or you can sit here quietly while we put a plan together. That's it. Don't say it again. And I was just, and you know what? It took me ah, four years to get to the point to look at her and just be like, shut your mouth. I didn't say it like that. I said it like this. But I was like, no, 
as I get out of this meeting. You're either in my boat or you're out the boat. I'm about to put you out the boat. But I wasn't like that at the beginning. And I wish I was, but I didn't know anything. I didn't even know what was wrong with Brooke. And they didn't either, but they kept acting like they did. And I'm telling you, Dr. Selznick, he's my man. So, so anyway, hopefully <coughs> I'll be able to share with you some of the things that, um, because there's, I brought a newborn to the office of the iPad and said, I will change this baby on your desk and feed this baby here until you see me because they were stalling. Yep. Yep. I'm marching up to the school. There is no more focused mother than a woman walking up to the school because she got something to say. I don't recommend doing that all the time because then you're crazy. But you got to pick and choose. Most of the time I'm like, that's cool. I'll, I'll make a meeting. But you better get out of my way. Mm-hmm. Scream at what the teacher was saying. I know, Anna. My cousin was on the child study team in, in this district for a while. And she ended up leaving because she just couldn't. She said, you don't know how many times I'd be on this side of the table with the admin completely disagreeing with everything they had to say. And I couldn't say anything. And so it was, I loved our teachers. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you made the funny teacher video. I'm like, I love teachers. Teachers saved Brooke. I mean, I, I yelled a lot, um, but uh, the teachers were the ones because they were the ones always trying to come. They're like, what if we try it this way? What if we try it this way? And I was like, yes, try it that way. Tell me if that works. Tell me if that, I'm like, this is what I'm finding at home. But yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think everybody's trying to always do the best for their kids. And I, I think it should be talked about more. And I'm hoping, um, I think it's a really interesting perspective for Brooke to be working with her doctor now that really changed her life. And, um, you know, to be able to talk about it from a child's perspective, a young person's perspective. Um, so, Yeah. Yeah, we have this, which is boring because some schools don't do anything. Yeah. ADD, dysgraphia, sensory. She went from school refusal to finally thriving at a private school for kids who are neurodivergent. Yep, Courtney, we looked at everything. We were looking at sending her to schools that were, gosh, so far away. And we would be part of a carpool line. There was just like a, mini, a lady with a minivan. It just everything. Everything. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so it was good. It was a, it was a great weekend. <clears throat> she did a lovely job and she was happy with it. She said, I'm going to take a little break now and maybe do something, um, in, uh, in January. So, um, so it was great. He's so smart and just different. Yeah. Yeah. Joey Joe. So, um, so it was good. It was a good day. Uh, ooh, so now at the at this uh, pageant, they got uh, you got to bring a you got to bring a basket. Oh, I gotta call Di. You got to bring a basket to raffle off. Fine. Now you know when you bring the basket to raffle off and you get the tickets for the bet, you're like, I don't, I don't want this. This was little stuff I didn't want at home, so you put it in a basket. And Di made it anyway, so it wasn't mine. Um, they got they got. A couple lottery baskets. I was like, I'm going to win me a lottery ticket basket. So um, 
I go back, I check, I won, I won 15 lottery tickets. I was like, oh, there's a million dollars here. I could potentially be a millionaire. I came home, I won $12 and two more tickets. So I could win again. <coughs> so it was a big day. It was big. I was so excited. Um, but it's so funny because when I had all 15 laid out, I was playing like, um, what's the one with the suitcases? Who wants to be a millionaire? No. Is that it? What's the one that had the suitcases? Pick a suitcase. The girls. Who wants to be a millionaire? And that's speeches Philbin. Pick a suitcase. Who's the boss? Well, I forget. Yeah, so I did that, uh, and I won $12. And then I realized why I don't do that. Oh, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. Uh, every, I'm not going to show you, but everybody wants to know, what was the name of the show you went to? We had a good time. Uh, Sebastian. Now, wait a minute. Okay. Maniscalo. Manis, wait, wait, wait. Sebastian Maniscalco. There it Sebastian is. Sebastian Maniscalco. All right. So Dean and my mom, Aunt Kathy, and who else? Uh, Maureen, her daughter. And Maureen, her daughter. They all went to go see who? Sebastian Maniscalco. That is right. That is right. You know how long it's taken me two days to learn his name? Yes, yes. So tell us, how did you like it? It was great. So we got there. We got there. Dean did a great job. He drove because out of all of us, he had the youngest eyes. And he did a great job. And we got there. And um, they had a merchandise table. So, of course, we had to go over to the merchandise table. And I got Dean a real nice T-shirt. Actually, it's a long sleeve. I don't know if you've seen it. I but did. Nice. I'm real sure he was happy. Um, so I bought him that. And then we went in, we sat down, and they had an opener, you know, a young uh, comedian that came out and opened the show. And then he came out, and the whole place erupted, you know. Um, and he he was out there for about an hour, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I really enjoyed it. You know, he's older now. He just turned 50. And I was surprised when he shared that he has two children, age four and six. Can you imagine at the age of 50? No. You're 50 and you got a 23, <laughs> soon to be 24-year-old. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he talked about being a young father uh, to these kids. And they went out to the zoo, I believe it was. And this little girl, his sweet little girl said, Daddy can I get on your shoulders? And he said, sure, honey. And then when he bent down for the kid to get on his shoulders, he couldn't stand up. <laughs> 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 so there are challenges, you know, as you get older, having younger children, but he just adores his children and his, his family. He talked about tonight that last night, him doing that show mm. and it was one of his daughter's recitals mm. and he said it broke my heart he said I'm always there and he was trying to explain to her that he couldn't be there because he had this show and she says but daddy you come to everything 
He said, I know, honey. And he was just trying to explain to her why he wouldn't be there. Mm. Uh, so it showed a nice side of him that, you know, you don't always get to see. Yeah. And his comedy, Dean, is everyday stuff that you re relate to. And, and what's his name again? Hold on. Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah. So now okay. you... you I think I finally got it after two days. Oh, yeah, really last night it. between me, Kathy, and Maureen, he was Sebastian Monogatti. Okay, that's not good. <laughs> so Sebastian Maniscalco, you got to say it together real fast. Sebastian Maniscalco. There you go. I got it, I think. Yeah, now see, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I grew up around all Italians, my cousins, my mm -hmm. family. But their names were easy. Maniscalco is an unusual name and difficult for me to get in my head. But I think I finally got yeah, it. Yeah, no, you got it now. Yeah. All right. Well, good. So yeah. who, who else? What other show? Oh, now you got Andrea Bocelli. Is that in December? Yes, yes. Now, we already talked to Dean because he did such a good job with the driving. Me and Kathy, we want to hire him for our Uber. Are you going to take him? No, he didn't have any interest to really be going as oh. a as a spectator. But he said, you know, he's got to check his schedule. But if he's available, he's going to be our Uber. So he'll drive us there and pick us up. Okay. Well, that'll be nice. Yeah, yeah. Di's living her best life. She'd be bopping. I know. I never did this before. This is all new to me, but it's fun. Yeah. That's exciting. Good for you. Well, yeah, good. Was it? it was crowded and, and he's there for a few more nights in Atlantic City and then he goes to Las Vegas. Um, but yeah, no, it was a great, great night. Good, good. Well, I'm glad. All right. And then did you did you start eating your um, Dixie pie? Oh my gosh, Dina. So the pie came out of the oven and it's got to cool. It should cool completely. Okay. But you know, I had had something to eat after we did voila, and and I thought, oh, that pie looks really good. I said, well, let me taste a little piece. When you slice into Dixie pie and it's warm, it is so good because the chocolate chips are soft. And when you cut that, I wish I had vanilla ice cream, and I did not, but it was really, really delicious. So now when I was leaving, I put it in the refrigerator. Okay. When you take it out of the refrigerator and you cut it, it's completely different because now all the chocolate has solidified and they're solid chocolate chips again. Mm. So for anyone that made this pie, I strongly suggest, now I do keep it refrigerated, but when you're going to serve it, pop it back in the oven like an apple pie. You know, a lot of times you bake them ahead of time, but before you serve them, I would always put it back in the oven a few minutes just to warm up the apple pie, you know, for the ice cream pie a la mode. But I would do the same thing. Even if you just cut a slice, maybe stick it in the microwave for 15 seconds. The whole pie changes. It's just so, so good. Oh, my gosh. That's one of our best ones. So this Did is, you, I'm going to have a piece now. And I haven't had food in, I don't know, a couple of days. But, so was yours in the refrigerator overnight or was it on the counter? No, it was in the refrigerator. So it's now you're going to see when you go to cut it, because Dean Michael did say he tried a piece of it 
uh, last night, or yeah, before he came to pick me up, and he really loved it. He's going, oh my God, Grandma, that was so good. Mm. Um, so if it's solid, Dean, and you're going to see it will be, um, try cutting the piece, maybe tasting it as it is, you know, from the refrigerator, but then put it in the microwave for just maybe 10 or 15 seconds, and you'll see the difference. It's just really, really good. It's like when you make chocolate chip cookies, and you take them out of the oven and you eat it and the chocolate chips are still warm mm -hmm. and then the chocolate chip cookies are in a container mm -hmm. and then you serve them and it's a different taste because the chocolate chips again are solid or was so, already in my mouth so it was really good mm -hmm. it's all good uh, it's all good so this is basically a dixie pie is like a southern pecan pie so it's super dense. It's kind of heavy. So you can only have like a little no, bit of time. Right. Um, but I didn't know you were going to open yours up and I opened mine up. So now you got to make some more for Thanksgiving. Well, now I'm going to freeze it. Dana, if I leave that pie out, I will eat the whole thing. Oh my God, I can't. Mm-hmm. So good. So, you know, um, um, well, freeze yours too if you want. I don't know if you want to eat it or you want to. I do um, Dean Michael, I'm sure, is going to want some. And if, if Brooke comes back, and that's the thing, when everybody comes home and they see Dixie Pie, mm -hmm. again, they make it this time of year. Uh, but actually, when you think about it, that's a good pie to make in the winter months. You know, it's it's rich and it's decadent. and But we don't, I never do. I just make it at Christmas. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's so good. So if you missed it, we actually did <clears throat> cooking with Di at noon yesterday because Di had a big thing. I didn't get home until late anyway from the pageant, so it worked out. But um, it's a really good recipe, super easy to make. We made ours gluten-free. Um, so um, it's a good one, especially for the holidays, and it does freeze well. So like Di said, if we weren't pigs, we would have frozen this and then defrosted it and then warmed it up. The company comes, um, but it's a good one. It is a good um, one. So, yeah. All right, Di. Well, thanks for joining us. Oh, by the way, tomorrow you got to be here for Tipsy Tuesday. Got a lot of surprises. Oh. Mm -hmm. All right. Tomorrow night, 9 o'clock. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, I can't wait. Me neither. All right. All right. Well, go put some clothes on. Okay. I'm finishing right. my exercises. Okay. In your bed. Okay. okay. Yes. Anthony okay. said, Every day. Okay. Bye. Bye. Um, yes, Shakendra, some surprises for Diana <coughs> for Tipsy Tuesday. Um, by the way, have you guys seen the new update for iPhone. Let me show you something. Let me see. Um, so the new update for iPhone, I don't know if I can show it to you because it's going to show you everybody's information. Hold on. Let me see. Um, yeah, hold on. Uh, let me put in dirty sugar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so 
The new iPhone update uh, just went through. I needed to do some things, had to update it. And it it now makes it so that when somebody call, if you have the update and you, uh, yeah, my iPhone confuses me on a daily basis. I think Missy, I think I put one in here for you. Hold on. This is like, uh-oh. Did I update? I, I updated that, but it doesn't look like I updated this. So there's the there's your contact card, and then there's your wall. Everybody has wallpaper now. So let me show you. I think I can do it with my mom. Um, I, I put a new picture of for you in my phone. Let's see. Um, but so this, I'm gonna cover, hold on, cover her number up. So this is the picture I have for my mom. Ice Dirty Sugar. Remember when we said that her haircut looked like Lord Farquaad from um, <laughs> from Shrek? I forgot that I put this thing. Somebody made that joke one night and I just loved it. It just tickled me. Uh, but there's a, there's a different one that comes up if she was to call me. <clears throat> It would, this would come up, but big. It's just weird. It just looks different. So anyway, long story short, I, when you get the update, it'll say, do you want to update your card? So like if I was to call Shakendra, <coughs> I think the picture of me like half drunk after I was substitute teaching, that would come up, but with my name on it. And so I think I might've been drunk and I put on, Dina Blazel Blazel or something. Change that picture immediately. I don't even know who you're talking to, lady. So um, I thought you were getting ready. Aren't you doing your exercises? Mm -hmm. So when I went to my writing group, I was talking to like the guy in charge. He's like real fancy. He's like, now, <clears throat> is Blizzard your stage name? I was like, uh, no, what are you talking about? That's my married name. He was like, oh, because on, on your phone, it comes up as Dina Bazellalel. I was like, you can see that? He was like, what do you mean? I said, I just, I just, I thought it was funny. And I might've been drunk when I was filling out the card. I didn't realize that other people, uh-huh. And so, um, Missy told me yesterday, she saw it too. I said, you can see it. I said, I thought I changed it, but maybe I didn't. So just, just be careful. Um, just be careful when you update your phone because apparently everybody can see whatever you put on the card is your picture and your name. It's surprising. <laughs> yeah. So you never know. You never know. Uh, all right. Well, let's see. This week, lots of uh, exciting things happening. I've got some things planned for Tipsy Tuesday. I want to try to launch some version of this speaking program in this calendar year. So I keep torturing um, Missy on dates uh, and trying to get that together. So hopefully uh, we can try some round of that. <clears throat> um, the other one is... Um, is that uh, I want to? I want to maybe invite the one of the people from Story Summit, which is this writing group, to come on and talk about their program a little bit, so that um, it's not a new update, Alejandra. Just new to me. Cool. I'm a little behind. 
Um, Mary, I haven't, I haven't put the official thing out for the speaking group yet. Cause I still just, I have to build like some stuff online to do it. So I'm still learning, learning that, but I'm going to get it together. Um, uh, yeah, no page half the time. I don't even know what I'm doing. It'll be like, Hey, like I'll, here's what, here's how the updates normally happen. I'll be trying to buy like jingle balls or something on Amazon. It'll be some, there won't be any big reason for me to update my phone. It'll be something real dumb. It'll be like, well, I want this picture to look a little bit more yellow. Well, you have to update your phone. Okay. And then I have no idea how to use my phone anymore. That is exactly how every, I would be fine with iPhone 0.1. I would have been fine just staying there. But then I got all jammed up because I'm like, oh, how do you spell this word? It's like, you have to update your phone. Okay. Like a dum dumb. And then I don't know how it works for another 15 days. Yeah. So funny. Have you thought about doing a group retreat worship for a woman who tries to? Well, Melanie, it's funny you say that because somebody else had said about maybe teaching a comedy class. So I might do that. I'm I'm trying to, you know, figure out some ways. I'm very passionate about just teaching speaking in general. Uh, and I think that if you choose to to do that and do comedy with that, it's the same principles in many ways. Um, so it is something I want to do. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's on my agenda. I'm, I'm slowly getting my life together, but now Brooke Blizzard said she's moving back. So I don't know. Every time I think I get my life together, then all of a sudden something happens. I'm like, no, I'm not so together. And there's that. Uh-huh. Um, all right, Shikandra, tell me, tell me what it is. Send me an email. Um, so, uh, so that's it for today. It was just a catch up today on the weekend. Uh, hope everybody's doing well otherwise. And, um, I guess it's only about 10 days until Thanksgiving. Everybody's like, wait, what? Yeah, it's next Thursday. Just in case anybody wanted to know that bit of information. Uh, so that's happening soon. So keep that in mind. Um, and then after that, it's basically Christmas because then we have that. So we have Thanksgiving. So we have a bunch of shows this weekend in Newtown. Then Thanksgiving. Then our tour to New York. Then we have the Von Blizzard family show on the 9th of December. Ah, that is perfect. And I guarantee you, on December 20th, I'm going to be like, did you guys know Christmas is in five days? Like, I know now. I know now when Christmas is. And yet, yep. Mm -hmm. Only five Fridays till Christmas. Thanks for ruining everybody's day, Laura. It is, it's awful. We need an aperitif. We need to be so sophisticated. Uh, no, Octavia, she's not done with school. I think she's finding, I was the same. I went away to college at first and then, uh, it just, it didn't, it wasn't great for me. I, I, at the time I would get really distracted by people, fun things, anything with school. Um, and I think she's just finding that, you know, she just needs a place to hunker down and then she's good. Um, so, <coughs> you know, she's going to feel it out. Um, but I'm just trying again to just continue going through things at the house little by little. It's becoming a great little place for myself. So, 
Um, yep, time to buy new bras, girls. Change out your mascaras. Get yourself some new underwears, some new bras. I'm telling you now, do not come to me on December 20th with your nasty bras. Okay? That's for everybody. And new underwear is for everybody. This community, it's going to be a underwear. It's, it's underwear forward. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't know how you'd explain that to your loved ones. And mammograms. Yes. Boom. And there will be a TSA checkpoint, Julie, at all formal One Funny Mother events. You'll have to, it's, we're not going to check your underwear. We're just going to give you a form. It'll be like on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate the underwear that you're currently wearing? You'd be like, oh, it's like a two. Get out. Get out. Underwear, Jason, is not okay. <laughs> underwear today. Look, sorry's on top of it. Listen, you don't know about your mascara. When was the last time you changed your mascara? You, nobody ever tells you. You just sit there and do this and go, is there anything on here? You got to do it every six months. Mm-hmm. New bras and a mammogram. What if they have none? Girl, underwear forward. <laughs> yes, it's, don't wear them on the outside. Listen, I gave I gave Missy the gift of sexy, okay? Everybody's like, what are you even saying? Are these words that go together? Yes, it's called the gift of sexy. <laughs> and that is when I knew she was getting a new pair of boobs, I was like, girl... Get your, I got her a Victoria's Secret gift card. Everybody's like, I don't know how I feel about Victoria's Secret. Whatever. But I was like, girl, go get some matching underwears. Mm-hmm. So you're almost there then, Tara. She doesn't wear mascara or bras. What was the third thing I said? Oh, mammogram. You should do that. I'm very underwear conscious. Good. See, Krista said it's every three months. You're probably not wrong. I'm totally going to flash you. Thank you. I did pay for it, so I don't know why you would it. Uh, okay, so that's it, everybody. That's today. Uh, tonight, uh, we are popping in for some Ugly Monday with our supporters. So, um, so hope to see some of you there. That's always an exciting time. Uh, I am launching some more items tomorrow for Tipsy Tuesday, which I'm super excited about. So you want to stay tuned for that. And, uh, <coughs> yeah, and that's it. So, uh, like Judy from Saskatoon says, do something nice for yourself or others today. And um, thanks for watching. As always, I hope you have a great day and a blessed day. I look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow morning. All right. I'll see you. Bye. Hey, guys. If you enjoyed today's morning show, make sure to follow us for more One Funny Mother content. Okay, all right. Morse code is tapping. And check out OneFunnyMotherStore.com for great, new, inappropriate swag. And for more exclusive content, consider becoming a supporter. She got a bad leg. Thanks again, and we'll see you tomorrow on One Funny Morning. Boop, boop. <laughs>